When you hear about fundamentalist Latter-day Saints communities, you probably think about uh, Utah or maybe a documentary that you watched on Netflix. But there is a long BC history with these communities as well, a history that is potentially returning to the forefront. Let's talk about why that is. Daphne Brahman is a columnist with the Vancouver Sun. She has been covering this topic of polygamous communities in BC for years, and you should definitely read her latest piece at VancouverSun.com. And she joins us now. Hi, Daphne. Good morning. How are you? I am good, thank you. I feel like when I was thinking about this and reading your column, I think I have talked to you on and off for 10 years. You've been coming on the show talking about this topic, haven't you? Sadly, I think it's longer than that. Oh my goodness, you're probably right. So why now? Why is this coming back to the forefront? Well, there was a a bit of a hiatus. Um, The prophet of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, he has been in jail and he has been, he's jailed for life in Texas. And after he's been in jail, there's been a whole lot of chaos kind of in the community. But one of the revelations he had early on is that people should not um, get married and, and that they should not have sex. So there'd be no babies born, no women, have, no, no people have been married. And so this sect, which is, it doesn't proselytize, so they don't go out looking for members. The only way they get members is to create their own, is to have babies. And um, after 10 years of him being almost 10 years since that revelation, the community is, is very depleted. So um, he suddenly had a revelation from jail, or at least his son has had a revelation, um, that they need to have babies again. So it appears that they're asking people to come back to the community, and they are asking, um, they're suggesting that there might be marriages started again. But because there's so few men left in the community, because Warren Jeffs, the the prophet, got rid of them, um, they're asking the men to come back to the community. But most of those men that are coming back are older men. And among the older men who are coming back is James Oler, the former bishop, who um, has recently been in jail in Canada for having trafficked a 15-year-old into the United States. And he also spent time on... he was also convicted of one count of polygamy, but he's back in he's back in Bountiful in south southeastern British Columbia, and um, he's delivering the revelations, and so it starts up again. How powerful do you think that message is from when you've seen in these communities and how they work? Does that work for him for suddenly him to say, "Oh, we're going to start doing this now"? Are they going to start doing it? Well, for amongst those who have stayed, I mean, they've had a very they've had a very rough go of it. They um, They've been, the, the women particularly, have pretty much been left on their own. Um, they've been taught since birth that they are supposed to be, their highest youth is, is to become mothers in Zion and have as many children as they can. And there are a lot of um, young women in, living in Bountiful right now who um, are heading into their 30s and aren't married. Um, and they, they, have no, they had no prospects of being married. Uh, until now. And so some of them desperately want to um, get married and have children. I mean, it's not, it's not even a religious, so much a religious thing, but they, they've been, they literally have been sitting around for 10 years waiting for this to happen. And there was always a challenge here, Daphne, wasn't there in BC with the authorities trying to figure out what to do about Bountiful. What have the last few years been like then? Is that community still there? Um, yes, the community is still there. I, I understand that it's, it's quite depleted because most of the most of the men were either, men and boys were either expelled or left. A lot of the young men left left because they could get jobs 
And once they left the community for jobs, then they, they went on with their lives outside, the, outside of the religion. Um, the women have been a bit more stuck, and so they, they've been able to um, have a little bit more freedom. Uh, some of that freedom has been forced upon them because they, um, they have no money. Um, and part of, the, part of the way that the fundamentalist Mormon communities survive is that they um, actually take, make good use of the child benefit, child tax credits. And so with no child tax credits, because there are no babies, um, they've had to go to work. But they're badly educated because Warren Jeffs, again, um, told them that they couldn't, they couldn't go to school. So many of them have been homeschooled by mothers who never got past grade six. So they've had a hard time finding jobs, but some of they have found jobs, as one, as one does when one's desperate. But they've also gone online. Um, they have telephones, they have cell phones, and a lot of these, a lot of, at least some of these young women um, have gone online looking for companionship, for friendship. And um, they're using an app that's called Bottled, as in letter in a bottle. And how I found out about what's going on in Bountiful, strangely, came from a, a, a Muslim man in Palestine who got in touch with me, who said, I'm really worried about this woman I've fallen in love with. And she's an FLDS woman. This blew my mind when you wrote about this in your column, that that's the roundabout way that you came to realize that, wait a minute, there's been a bit of a revival here, is that they're having online relationships? Yeah. I, I mean, and they are, they're, I mean, they're, they're, even within their religion, in some ways, they're totally legitimate because they're not having sex. And the only way that women get kicked out of, of the FLDS is if they have sex outside of marriage. I mean, that's pretty much, and, and even then, if they repent, they can pretty much get back in because women are really important to the survival of this group. Um, so, so these young women are not breaking any laws. They're not committing any sins, um, but they're not supposed to have contact with outsiders. And so it's seen as, and, and they've also been quite open. I mean, these are, these are naive young girls a lot of them, and young women. And, um, but they've, the, this, this man in Palestine, told, he knows intimately what's gone, going on in that community because this, uh, these young women are telling, are telling men, um, and apparently there are quite a few of them who have Middle Eastern pen pals. And so because, of, because Islam is the only other religion that has polygamy, there are some parallels between the two, but the difference between the FLDS and Islam is that, for the most part, given except for perhaps the Taliban and some of those groups, some of the more radical groups, um, it, they're they're allowed to come and go. Um, in the FLDS, they're not supposed to be telling secrets. They're not supposed to be talking about what's going on. They're supposed to be lying for the Lord and keeping secrets within the community. So. This is threatening to the FLDS that these young women um, might might be having friendships outside the group, but it's also an, it's also quite threatening. For, it's 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 a bit frightening for these poor women. I don't think they know that they should be frightened, but yeah. certainly um, a former FLDS person that I spoke to said, you know, if these guys in the Middle East. If they have money and the means to get here, they could just come and take these young women, take them back to the Middle East, and we'd never, they would disappear. So the double-edged sword in this is that 
these young women are likely to disappear into marriages in the United States um, to older men, into polygamous marriages. But they're also now, in some ways, at risk of disappearing because of the relationships they build on the Internet. Unreal. Uh, Daphne, thank you so much for this. Appreciate that. My pleasure. Thanks for your interest. That's Daphne Brahman, Vancouver Sun columnist. Read her latest piece. For years, Daphne has been covering the story of polygamous communities in BC and south of the border. And now the story is back up there. And if you read her column, you will understand why. Check it out at VancouverSun.com.